Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the Pixie Podcast here on the Annie Fry Show, our Saturday edition of what normally doesn't sound like all Disney World talk. That's what we do on Saturdays here. And by we, I mean myself, Annie Fry, and my guest, as always, Erica Murphy. Hi, Erica. Oh, hi, Annie. Hello. You are a Disney travel agent with Magic Expeditions. It is. We just changed our name, and we're really excited about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of the reason was we were formerly Magic Mouse Vacations, and uh, we do a lot more than just Disney World. We can also help with Universal and and other things, Disneyland, Disney Cruises. Disney is our top priority. But we wanted to change the name to be Expeditions to be all-inclusive of uh, Disney has an Adventures by Disney, which I'm sure there's all podcasts that we can do later. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot more to Disney than Disney World. So we wanted to have a name that... that says that. Well, for this podcast, we pretty much just focus on Disney World, mostly because that's the only place I've been. (laughs) (laughs) For now. For now, yeah. I will expand that uh, as I uh, get a little older and wiser, I'm sure. But Erica here works at the radio station with me. We are on 97.1 FM Talk here in St. Louis, weekdays, noon to 3 yeah, that was just tra- <laughs> I'm shifting gears. I'm 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 trying not to talk about the news of the day or the week because it's been a crazy, crazy week. And uh, this is the nice little cap to a crazy week where we discuss Disney World in the context of for people who may not be as well versed or they don't know anything when yeah. it comes to Disney World. Or you can be like we are and we're nerds and we're just always looking for the next conversation that we can listen into yeah. that has to do with Disney World. Absolutely. So what's the website for uh, your travel agency that you are with that people can go to and search Erica Murphy so they can connect with you and just ask you questions if if they have any questions if it's ever been at the top of mind for them that they were thinking you know what I'd really like to do that but I don't know anything it seems way complicated it seems too expensive you can ask Erica those questions personally and you can tell her what your specific circumstances are and she can give you some answers that'll be very helpful and you are a very quick turnaround as well. Thank you. Well, I love Disney. I could talk about Disney all day long. So, I mean, the questions that you're like, eh, should I ask that? Ask. Ask it, because I love I mm-hmm. love talking about it. Uh, so the website is magicexpeditions.com, and there is an About tab right up top. And when you click on the About tab, you'll see my, my face and my rose gold ears yes. that I, I searched high and low to get when those first came out. Um, and you can contact me through there. You can get my email. It's just erica at magicexpeditions.com. Find me on Facebook. And that's um, Erica, E-R-I. K-A. E-R-I-K. My mom had to be different, which means I can find my name on zero mugs. Yeah, so. well, who needs another <laughs> mug? So let's let's move on and talk about the subject of today. And the subject for today is the fourth installment in our 
episodes that we've done about the individual main parks at Walt Disney World. A lot of people assume that Walt Disney World is Magic Kingdom. Oh, that's just one-fourth of the actual parks that are there, and we're only talking about the amusement parks that aren't water parks. So there's quite a lot that makes up the entire Walt Disney World campus or resort. And so if you want to learn about Magic Kingdom, if you want to learn about Hollywood Studios, if you want to learn about Epcot, you can go back on this Pixie podcast here and listen to those episodes as well. And you can also hear us. We did a Walt Disney World vocabulary episode where we just talked about the basic words you're going to hear a lot when you're planning a Disney World vacation. We walked through a lot of that. And if we missed any, we'd encourage you to contact us. You can contact us at AnnieFryShow at gmail.com. That's F-R-E-Y, AnnieFryShow at gmail.com. And tell us some subjects you'd like us to talk about. And then the uh, very, very first Pixie podcast we did was just basically what are the common apprehensions that people have when they first think, I might like to go to Disney World, but it seems too big, mm-hmm. too too involved. And I think Eric and I will both agree that the things that seem that kind of scare you away, those planning things that are big and, and, and dates that you have to have things booked by, and then you're like, I have to book my whole vacation. Once you get into it, it is in my for me, because maybe I'm a nerd, but it's as fun as the trip. That's why I like planning these trips. And I was talking with a friend of yours that booked that are that's going next month. And she was like, thank you so much for getting up for me. And I was like, this is what I love. Oh, did you book like, the fast passes with her? We booked her fast passes. She says to me, she goes, is that something she does? I'm yeah. like, that is what she does. <laughs> yeah. She does that. And then she goes to her other job. But in the morning when it's fast pass day or if it's dining reservation day, that's yeah. what she does. So I get exciting. up at 5 a.m. And I love it. It It is. It's exciting for me because it's like I get to live vicariously through my clients. And it's I mean, we were texting about this the other night, like trying to get a fast pass at a certain time. And when you get exactly what you want, when you want it, it's Really exciting. Really exciting. It's really exciting. And then you look around for someone to tell, and if those people haven't heard the first per- first podcast that we did and they don't get it, you send them to our podcast, and then they will eventually book their vacation, and then they will call you, and they'll go, we got the fast pass that we wanted, and it'll yeah. be really exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah. And it's funny, um, another one of our colleagues just got back yesterday from her trip, and she's like, you know, when we were planning all this stuff, I didn't really understand why, and she's like, and then when I got there, I was like... Oh, now I understand. Now I understand why I need to do all these things. Yeah. And so she's like, I'll, I'll never not use an agent because even though now that I've been, she's like, I feel like I'm kind of know a little bit more, but it's just so important mm-hmm. to plan these things ahead of time and, and kind of yeah. plan your days. So that's what we're here to help you out with on this uh, Saturday edition of our podcast. I do think that we are embarking on soon launching this as its own individual podcast. I'm going to lobby hard that we are going to keep them on Saturdays on this one. So if you don't want to subscribe to a second one, you don't have to, but that we will be able to move this off and just do this as an individual podcast and we'll actually be able to potentially offer some more content to you there as well, or maybe some extra uploads during the week. So stay tuned for that. So as we discussed, there's Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios. There's also Animal Kingdom. And that's what this podcast today is going to be about. So we're going to walk you through. uh, Maybe you didn't realize there were four parks. Maybe Mm -hmm. you just thought it was Magic Kingdom and you're like, where's the castle? There's no castle at Animal Kingdom. It's an entirely different park. It's stunningly beautiful. And uh, we're going to kind of lay it out for you right now. So what, Erica, would you say initially that you, what, what's the first impression you want people to get from Disney's Animal Kingdom? 
So Animal Kingdom is different from the other parks that it's built about conservation. And that's the number one thing that they want to get across with the Animal Kingdom. Whereas, you know, Magic Kingdom is more about the magic and the Disney characters and Epcot has the World Showcase and it's all these different things. Uh, Animal Kingdom is really about the land and the conservation and the trees and the wildlife. And just to kind of put it in scale as far as the size of Animal Kingdom, one ride, Kilimanjaro, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is bigger than the entire Magic Kingdom. So it's a very massive um, park. That's crazy. Yeah. It fit all of Magic Kingdom inside one one ride, one attraction at... Animal Kingdom. And they were very conscious of that because there are real wildlife in Animal Kingdom. So they want their natural habitat. They don't want it to feel like a zoo with cages, that it is their natural habitat. They want the space. And that's why Animal Kingdom was was created. It actually opened on Earth Day. It was one of the it is the last park that opened the most the newest park that opened with um, with the resort. And uh, it's it's. It's Dan Murphy's favorite. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it it's, is. It's the hubby's favorite. Well, I can see why. So, um, you know, if you've listened to the other podcasts, you'll understand what a fast pass is. If you haven't listened to that, I'm just going to give you a quick precursor to that. And then I'd encourage you to go listen to, I think it was our second podcast that we did, our second Pixie podcast, second Disney podcast that we did. And we talk about the definitions of everything. Well, a fast pass is something that allows you to, that you schedule ahead of time. If you're staying on resort, you get to schedule those fast passes 60 days out from your uh, trip. So whatever the first day of your trip is, you get 60 days beforehand. And essentially what you're doing is you're making one hour window reservations to go to a specific attraction, a roller coaster, a safari, um, you know, a, a show if you want to, where you get to go show up and basically skip the line. I've never waited in a fast pass line more than I think 15 minutes. No. Where you're standing next to the standby line, mm-hmm. which could be over 200 minutes, depending on the attraction easily. Mm-hmm. So... These fast passes, that's the way to go. Kilimanjaro Safari, as you're mentioning, is a great fast pass to have. And also, it's it, the time of day can can make a difference. It can. With and that. Anytime that you go on, you could go on the ride three different times and have a totally different experience because it is their natural habitat. So the animals move and they're not, you know, they have the feeding grounds closer to. And by animals move, let me just interject there and say they are real animals. Yeah. They're, they're not like animatronics that move and look real. No, you were no. you were among all sorts of African safari animals. Yes. And they pull the wildlife from Africa. So you'll see the trees. I don't know what the name of it is, but it has the roots upside down. And they'll talk about mm, that. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so they'll have kind of the feeding grounds closer to where the the tram goes through but um you may see elephants one time you may see giraffes another time so every time you go maybe they're feeding you know it's it's they're very different and there's actually another attraction with that um there's an add-on to where you can do a private safari through the kilimanjaro kilimanjaro safari and um it's an add-on but i didn't know that i'm glad i'm listening to this podcast yeah you can do a (laughs) private tour through the savannah and it really does i mean it feels like you're in africa so i will admit this is this is also mr fry's Thing. See? Men. Yeah. Men. So if you got to say, listen, honey, I want to go to Disney World, yeah. you can go on a safari. And if that's what you need to do, do it. Do it. Yeah. So I did not, I'm going to be honest, when we were going, I did not really want to do the safari. Yeah. Because I was scared of it. Why? 
Because like, they're the animals. Because there are lions. Yeah. In it, and I'm just thinking, you know, those headlines that come out and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, this family, blah blah blah, this three year old was oh, bouncing around." Well. Yeah. Uh, no, I went on it and, and I did it because my husband really wanted to do it and he was going to have the kids on it. And I'm like, well, I might as well be the mama bear inside yeah. the the vehicle as it's driving through. It was so amazing. Yeah. And and the, the measures, I mean, it's Disney World, the measures that they're taking mm-hmm. to give you not just the safest, obviously, experience you can when you're driving within earshot of a lion or yeah. lions, but they have it set up so all of these security measures are there, but they do them in very discreet ways yeah. that allow you to get pretty close. Yeah. And it's it's just amazing to be able to see this. And you could literally have giraffes face-to-face yeah. with you so close that you could touch mm-hmm. them if they walk up to the vehicles. Because they're used to seeing these vehicles mm-hmm. come through the land there. And it, it's just amazing. And the things you get to learn about these animals and yeah. rhinos and, and, you know, I guess alligators. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. There's alligators. alligators. I, I, there's crocodiles and there's alligators. Yeah. I don't want to get the wrong one. <laughs> Where's Mr. Fry when you need him? Hey, yeah. I my, don't know. My kids are always asking, like, Mom, what kind of animal? I'm like, go ask your father. It's something, I, I, I can't even guess the correct it's answer. something with the nose. I know that. Isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think crocodiles know. are smaller. I'm way out of my We need to go back on the safari. We need to go find out. That's right. (laughs) So you can see all these different animals and experience them on the safari. And, 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 you know, I always heard people recommend and can recommend from my experience, which is limited in going twice, that going in the morning is good. They're they're much more active early Mm -hmm. in the morning. I've heard they become more active when it rains. So if you get to go on the safari and it's sprinkling or whatever, that kind of causes them to rustle up a little bit more. There's something about seeing it at, at dusk, though. Yeah. Like seeing the sunset. I, stunning, it's, too. Oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful. And the safari is one of my favorite rides, too. And partially, too, because the cast members are so good on the ride that they're like, welcome aboard. I hope you brought your luggage because we're going to be on this African safari for a week and a half. And it makes you feel like yeah. you're really going on the safari. And just seeing the different landscaping and the different trees and then having that at sunset, it's just it's breathtaking. Taking. And to reiterate, too, the size, the scope of this, as you mentioned, the entire Magic Kingdom park could fit inside the land that is used for the safari. It is a bit, I mean, it's a longer, one of the longer, maybe the longest experiences that you, or attractions that exist yeah. in Disney World. So you get to sit in this and really take it in and you weave and you wind through the the path that they have there and, and really just sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. It is and you really get immersed. You're in like a Jeep, so it's not on a track to where you know, some of the attractions are on a track to where you, you go the time that it goes and you stop when the ride stops. This is the last time we went, there was a giraffe that was crossing the path, so we stopped and let the giraffe go. And so they have the the ability to stop when they need to stop and start when they need to start. So if there's a really cool photo op with a lion, you know, at sunset, it's it's a live car. So yeah. you can start and stop whenever whenever something cool happens. So that's the safari. The safari is kind of in the back corner so that they can use up all that land that they have available there. Uh, in, in, and it's part of Africa uh-huh. in Animal Kingdom. I'm just going to go over briefly, list off the different areas in Animal Kingdom, and then we'll go back to Africa and talk about what else is there. There's Africa and there's Asia. Those are the two lands that exist in the back half. Discovery Island is is basically 
Animal Kingdom's hub. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have that in, in in some of the other parks as well. But Discovery Island has the Tree of Life, which mm-hmm. is the centerpiece of Animal Kingdom. Which something interesting about the Tree of Life, too, is it's the only park to where you cannot see the icon when you first walk in. Oh, yeah. So every other place, as soon as you walk in, you see the castle, you see the Epcot Ball, you see Hollywood Studios with the Tower of Terror. This is the only park to where you cannot see the Tree of Life because they want that feeling of wonder Mm -hmm. and exhibition. So when you first enter the park, you can't see the the hub. And when you're in the park, too, you can't see the whole, like, Magic Kingdom, Mm -hmm. you just look around, there's on wonderment everywhere the same thing exists in animal kingdom but in a very different way because they've done so well at making you feel like you are in a different land a different place and 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 as you were saying the nature and the wildlife is all around you Mm -hmm. so discovery island is in the center and tree the tree of life the centerpiece of animal kingdom literally the centerpiece uh is on discovery island there's Dinoland USA, which is when you enter in, it's off to the right, and we'll talk a little bit about that. When you walk into the park, you walk into the oasis area, kind of just puts you, it takes you out of where you came from and mm-hmm. prepares you for what you're about to go into. And then, uh, uh, I was going to say that the most prolific ride in Disney World, but I don't think I can say that anymore. Rise of Resistance and Hollywood Studios opens up, and I've been watching some YouTube, and wow. Yeah. Wow. We'll talk about that later as well. Pandora, the world of Avatar, also exists in Animal Kingdom, and they've got a couple rides there, one of which is is an, just a ridiculously amazing experience. So those are just the lands, Africa, Asia, Discovery Island, Dinoland, the Oasis area when you walk in, and which is kind of a transportation into the actual park, and then Avatar is in Pandora. What else should we know about Africa? There's uh, Festival of the Lion King, which is best my in my opinion the best show at Disney World. I completely agree, completely agree, and it's I kind of say that it's more of like a Cirque du Soleil feel because it has the aerial lists and it has the monkeys that jump on the trampoline and it's a little bit of everything with the yeah with, yeah with the singing and the characters that come out from the Lion King and I'm really excited. My cousin who's the same age as me, she's a Lion King fanatic. And so um, I'm making sure for our trip when we go in May that we're really doing the special dining and all that with the Festival of the Lion King. So that Because this is her first time going. Yes, it's a must-do. It's a must-do. It's beautiful. It's well, Even if you don't have kids, it's, my it's really special. My husband and I have gone... In in 2019, we went in the summer with my family, and in 2018, we went with my family. And 2018 was the first time that my husband and I, either of us, had gone. We went. We both went one time in the late 80s or early 90s. We have very few memories of it because yeah. we were little, but we did go. Um, sometimes little things will creep back up and be like, oh, I remember that. But we did the Festival of the Lion King both times, and, and it was amazing both experiences and when he and I go back on a solo trip here at the end of January into February we're going to go again because it's just that good so yeah must see in my opinion it is a when you go to Animal Kingdom get the fast pass for that show if you don't do the dining plan that Mm -hmm. allows you to have that extra access to it you want to make sure you get in that show and see it because you will you will you will be blown away and when we were there last year with my in-laws and my family and my husband's brother and their family, their two kids, our children were the ones who got picked at the oh, end. They take kids yay. out of the crowd and yeah. they go get to be a part of the show. And they were really apprehensive. Some of them were really apprehensive to do it. But by the end, they were, it's just bring something out yeah. in these kids and, and like all the moms and 
mother-in-law are sitting here and we've got tears running down our eyes. Yeah. It's like, all right, okay, let's do it again. You yeah. know, when can we make this happen again? Oh, I love it so much. So the Lion King, uh, the Festival of the Lion King is the name of the show. Yes. So that is in Africa. The safari is in Africa. What else do we have? So the thing that I like, and I we mentioned this about Epcot and some of the other places too, that it really makes you feel like you're in those particular lands. So in Africa, they have the architecture and the buildings kind of look more like that. And then they have the entertainment. So there's... Um, you know, if they're if you like to have adult beverages, there's a really nice bar outside of yes, <laughs> the, which do. I think is also part of the reason why it's Dan Murphy's favorite part because you sure. can get these really delicious drinks and walk around and see animals. Um, but they have you know, there's a big lake, then there's monkeys that are literally jumping right across the the lake from you, and they have uh, drummers that will come out and do African style so dance. Fun. And yeah, you'll see people out there dancing and shaking what they got, and you're like those people. That guy is an accountant, yeah. and she is a church secretary, yeah. and they're letting some feelings out right now that they don't do in their normal life. And then you're like, I kind of want to do it, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then the kids are out there, but I mean, it's just like it takes you into this, it takes you into a place where you can take everything that you brought up to the door of the air of the airplane, or when you close the the hatch on the back of your car to drive to Disney World, you leave that rest of that stuff yeah. behind, and then you go here and you get to... Shake what your mama gave you. You do. It's and great. Especially if you had a couple of those cocktails at, yeah. the, at the hub. Don't so. shake too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Africa has a really cool, unique feel to it. It's an African feel, and you yeah. can do shopping, and you can eat and drink and just really take all of that in. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. There's one area I didn't really even actually mention, which is kind of new to the whole thing. It's Rafiki's Planet Watch. Let's do you know much about Rafiki's Planet Watch? I don't. So I my there's a train that you can ride and it goes out and it takes you kind of behind some of the attractions. It's kind of like a peek behind the curtain a little bit. When you go out to Rafiki's Planet Watch, which we took the train out there, rode around and then we came back. We didn't actually go into it though. That's where they have the ability to sit down and they will take you step by step through drawing a specific character and it is a really I think it's a really cool keepsake if you take those home and frame them because you're going to end up drawing Scar from Lion King or Pumbaa or you know one of these characters that you've known to grown to love so much you're going to draw it and it's going to be good yeah when you get done with it a really cool thing to maybe frame and hang in the kids room or you know in the bedroom Somewhere, I think it's it's a really neat experience. So I haven't experienced that too terribly much yet, but it, it's from all I've heard, it's very yeah. Compelling. And that's why I I just wanted to double check because I I was like I I thought that it had closed, which it did in 2018, but it just opened this past July, and I was busy having a baby, so I haven't been since it's been reopened. No <laughs> I know that's. A- I'm sure everybody's like, stop talking about your trip. But I'm like, no, this is the longest that it's been since I've been to Disney. So World. there's a ton so new because they're always changing. If it is. And yeah. I'm like, you know, we should have we should have gone for our baby. We now. went on the train mostly because we needed a place to sit down for a little bit. And we thought, oh, the kids love trains. Yeah. We'll go do that. And it was a good ride for that. We just made the whole loop and we came back. Um, so that's Rafiki's Planet Watch. And it's a pretty neat experience. And I'm looking forward to going out there. Hopefully we're going to try to make that stop this uh, late winter when we go. So then you move into Asia. Mm -hmm. And Asia has um, some really great animal highlights again where you can see tigers and you can kind of go through and see that. But it has Up, the great bird adventure. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, Up is... 
It's probably one of my top three favorite Disney movies. Man, you're a glutton. Man, I... Another friend of mine was telling me, I was like, what's your favorite Disney movie? And he's like, Up. And I'm like... Why do you do that to yourself? It's I like sob uncontrollably every time I watch it. It crawls into your heart and then it sticks a hand out one side of your heart and another hand and then a leg and a leg and it just bursts it to pieces. It does. And I love it okay. so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is a great movie. I'm just like, I filed it away like, I guess that'll happen someday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, oh, <laughs> I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Um, so, spoiler alert, that's going to be Brayden's Halloween costume, oh, October of 2020. The old so, guy? Yeah. With like, the balloons? Well, because then hopefully he'll he'll be a little more walking and mobile. Yeah. I can have his little walker yeah. with the balloons, and I'm so excited. That's exciting. So, uh, yeah, so that's one of my favorite. And you get to see Russell and Doug, and, yeah. and they have the different birds. And they're live birds, so they show you, mm-hmm. you know, what what the different species are and and some that may be endangered and and kind of what that looks like. So that's a lot of fun. Um, There's also the uh, Cali River Rapids. Yes. Which... I've never done it. You've never done it? No. Okay. So, side note, one of Erica's first jobs was a Thunder Girl on Thunder River. I was just going to say, think Thunder River. Yeah. In in Six Flags, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't want to say that's exactly what it is because it's it's that same style where yeah. you're on a boat and a kind circle of go boat. Through. You flow through. You might be the one who gets dumped on. You yeah. might not be. Yeah, which I never understood. Are you the? Would do you use ponchos on water rides? Um, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, I kind of. If I were doing Kelly, yeah, with the family and they all wanted to, and I had a poncho, I'd wear it. Yeah. Because the reason I—it's a big debate. The reason I haven't done it is because the the ride is because I was never in a position where we would always do Animal Kingdom early in the day. Yeah, and I was always in a position where if I got soaked, I was going to be soaked for a long time. Yeah, and it'd be and miserable. I, and I just didn't really want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So if everybody in the family wanted to do it, I would rather go on the ride and wear a poncho. Yeah, so that everybody else could enjoy it. And I could experience it with them. Yeah. And then I would probably take all the electronics, which you can lock, put in lockers and stuff at Cali River Rapids, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, it is what it is. Yeah. When you go in the end of July, or early August, and it's 90 degrees, that's another thing. I'll, I'll, I'll just add this in as a side note, because it kind of makes me roll my eyes from time to time. People are like, don't go in July or in August, because it's really hot, and oh my gosh, the humidity. And I'm like, I live in St. Louis. It's nicer right. there than it is here. <laughs> and then when you look at the people, if it's like on social media, mm-hmm. or if it's a blog post, you look where those people come from. They come from Minnesota, or they yeah. come from New York, or uh, Vermont, or something. That makes sense to me. Yeah, You are also not coming to visit St. Louis in the summer. And if you are, you're staying in the indoors in the air conditioning. So the idea of going to Disney World in the summer when people say it's too hot, you're not going to bear it. If you live in St. Louis or if you mm-hmm. live in the Midwest in this area and you know what heat and humidity does when they just get together and hug mm-hmm. it out for a few months in St. Louis. Yeah. You're going to be fine in Disney World. Well, I mean, people say that about everything. I remember going as a kid and we would go over Christmas time before it became where they closed the park down because it's so busy. Um, and it would be you know, 65 degrees, which is beautiful. Yeah. And people would be in like winter Sweat. coats and gloves and hats. Like it would, and we're walking around with like a long sleeve t shirt and jeans. Like this is amazing. Yes. And people, it's just, it's where you're from. Yep. So, I mean, you could say that about going in the fall or going in the spring, going over winter. I mean, in my opinion, there's no bad time to go to Disney. I mean, it's the weather is what it is, but there's so many places to mm-hmm. where you can jump on a safari and cool off or go in to see a show. And there's always there's so they've 
they've really thought of everything for and the if, weather. If you go on Cali River Rapids and you get wet, you can just jump on Asia. In, when you're in Asia, jump on Expedition Everest and and dry off because that's the premier yeah. roller coaster there. And I would say second to maybe Rock and Roller Coaster, the most aggressive roller coaster at Walt Disney World as of right now. Yeah, I've never done it. I'm bet. Yeah, it's amazing. We all know. We all know my I speed. I know. You're, you're, you're like floating boat in still water. Exactly. That I can Scooch do. Scooch down the little attraction. We no. had a fast pass for it last time we went and I was all ready and then I hear the screams and I just... They're screams of joy. I know. They're excited. I think, it's nice to get on a ride and just to be able to lose your mind. I know. I think next time... Next time it's going to be a whole new trip for me. So I'm thinking I'm thinking we're going to see a whole new Erica. We're going to have to do that. You're going to have to... to document some of that for us you know i will i love that so the the ride expedition everest is a roller coaster i think i just read or heard that it has a seven store like 70 foot drop or something like that yeah let's yeah what no once you (laughs) once you get on it and you have to allow yourself to realize you're not in control and that's the beauty of it but there's a part where it goes all the way up to the top and then it goes backwards for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then you progress through and if you like roller coasters if you're if you're maybe a family who has older kids and that's where you are and you're like okay Mm -hmm. you know seven doors mine train is great but i want a little bit of extra thrill in my ride expedition everest is it pays off. It yeah. is very good. It's um, a, a turning into a classic ride at Disney World, and you will be very, very happy. That's a good fast pass as well if you are looking for more attractions mm-hmm. than shows or whatever at Animal Kingdom. And just to remind people, there's Rider Swap. So even if you have younger kids that don't go and maybe have older kids, or maybe even just you want to do it, that you can always take advantage of the Rider Swap to where the younger kids would stay back and then you switch. And then if you have older kids, they could even go twice. Yeah. So I'll say my nine-year-old who rode Expedition Everest this last year, the year before, he had discovered that he liked roller coasters. He was eight. We'd never he'd never been in a position to try those things mm-hmm. uh, before, and so he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do Expedition Everest." I was too scared to do it with him because I was afraid. I, the 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 mom in me was terrified, yeah. not the roller coaster rider in me. Jared's like, "Oh, my husband's like, I'll go first. I'll I'll do it. I'll go with him." And my my nine year old son was like I don't want to do that again because when you ride or swap when when my son goes with my husband when they get off the ride and we swap places now I get to ride instead of my husband the kid gets to go again yeah which is great for the kids so that each parent gets to experience that ride with the child and when we got off he's like I don't want to do that again mom and he wa- he wasn't like regretting that he went but he was not interested in going again but yeah. by the time we got home he's like I cannot wait to ride that ride again yeah and I'm like all right all right. And then so then later on in the day, my husband and I actually were able to ride together. And my husband's like, this was so much more fun when I was just riding the ride versus as a parent. Yeah. The first time you go on this experience and you're like trying to make sure they're seated, coach and, them yeah. through and, and, and tell them it's going to be over soon. And you're like, looking at your watch like, when is this going to be over? <laughs> but he loved it. And it was, you know, it leveled up for him yeah. and it was scary, but that's the, po- that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's all he could talk about. Oh, I love that ride. so much. Yeah, it's, I'm watching him grow up between, then I'm always like, stop this. Yeah. Put them back on into the small world, and yeah. that's your speed, kid. <laughs> so, Asia, what else do we have in Asia? Am I missing anything? Uh, so, this is also where Rivers of Light, uh, it's kind of in the center, but this is where the entrance is. And the Rivers of Light is the nighttime show. And it has, um, 
I have a little bit of everything. It doesn't have fireworks because it's not going to scare the animals, but it is. Yeah, you got to remember there are all sorts of animals all over the place. Fireworks would make them go nuts. Exactly. But it is beautiful with the floating lanterns and the different lights. And there's, uh, they light up the Tree of Life, which I don't think we talked about yet, but the Tree of Life has over 200 carvings of different animals and it you can has, stare at it forever it's beautiful you just keep seeing new things in it it is so beautiful and they the animals come to life at night so it has it makes it look like the cheetahs running up and so they do a lot with the music and the lighting and the lasers that um, is really a celebration of of life on the planet and it's it's just it's exquisite that's and cool. so that's in that's in Asia as well I have not seen that show yet so oh my gosh yeah it's beautiful so then you go, we're going clockwise here. Mm-hmm. So we've done Africa. That was in the back of the park. And then you go over to Asia and then come back down to Dino Land, USA. <laughs> and Dinosaur is, a, it's a, from what I understand, it's a more scary ride. Like little children would be a little too intimidated. We have not done that yet. So it's so funny on my time hop this morning, I'll have to show you after this, that it, our ride Photos came up on it. So it's one of the tracks, like I was telling you about, where you're in a Jeep, but this is, it's a simulated ride. Um, and you're going through and you're trying to find these dinosaurs. So it is kind of jolty and it, mm-hmm. um, I'm like getting car sick just thinking about it, but it like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, is this Tyrannosaurus Rex? No. And then you go around and it's, it has the lights and the different animals. And then at one spot, it stops and this giant dinosaur comes out and it like goes to, get your car <laughs> and they snap the photo of it and in our photo they have you know all these kids are like so excited and smiling and, <laughs> and then I like have my head in my husband's chest like <laughs> terrified like a two-year-old that's next to me that's like so excited so um so it's it's, it's a fun it's fun yeah like in it's it's just my husband and I are planning on doing it this um we want to ride the ride this winter when we go just to see if we think our kids can handle it yeah well i mean if i can handle it. i'll be like erica wrote it evelyn i know you're three yeah but erica She'll probably did this. do better than you, i would you can totally <laughs> tell that t-rex what's up exactly you it's, can just bury your head into my chest when the t-rex comes down here but other than that erica was fine you'll be fine yeah. that's hilarious <laughs> there's a dumbo ride in dino land that looks a lot like it's Triceratops spin, but it's affectionately a Dumbo ride. It does mm-hmm. look some different things, I suppose. Um, Primeval World, I think, is open right now, mm-hmm. but no guarantees it's going to be open when you go there. That one shuts down. That one looks a little too jolty. It's yeah. like a, it's like it's a roller coaster of sorts, but it spins in circles the whole time. It's yeah. very whirly. Yeah. What was that ride that like? Is that like I'm thinking like uh, carnival rides? What was the one where like the floor dropped out? That's what it reminds me of. It makes oh. me nervous. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, where yeah. it spins in a circle and then it goes up and yeah. it spins in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> so um, you can go back there and you can eat and you can meet some characters as well. They also there have uh, a replica of Sue. So the T-Rex dinosaur um, that they have put together, there's a replica of that, which is kind of cool to see the T-Rex bones. And uh, Finding Nemo the mus- Musical is there too. So I've heard a lot of good things about that. It is. It's very cool. They have the puppets and it's, again, with the, the lighting and kind of a fun thing thing if you have a uh, night vision on your camera Ooh. if you turn night vision on you can see the puppeteers oh yeah <laughs> and it's just kind of you know it's kind of yeah. seeing fun to see the behind the scenes that's, but it's funny yeah there's also a playground there that if you need to just let kids go run bonkers for a little bit um it's called the boneyard and 
there's only one entrance and there's only one that that entrance is also the exit. So like yeah. once those kids go in there, if, if if you like that type of thing or if maybe half your family wants to go to a different part of the park and half your family wants to stay there and play, you can do that as well. I would say that Dino Land out of anything at Animal Kingdom, that that's probably the best <clears throat> spot for the younger kids. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you leave Dinoland, you're going to go into Discovery Island, which is where the Tree of Life is. There's some shopping there. There's some delicious food there. I think you can meet Mickey and Minnie there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Flame Tree Barbecue, which is like yep, my favorite it. restaurant in property. I love good, barbecue. Good use of a snack credit, which we'll talk about in another mm-hmm. uh, uh, podcast. If you don't know what that is, we will get to that. Um and did you did you do it's tough to be a bug? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. It's, uh, it's a little more intense than I expected it to it's be. So intense! It's I literally covered my eyes for some of it. There's some, I'm 35. Yeah, and it's not even. Sometimes you can't even cover your eyes because someone's poking you in the back. Like, <laughs> I don't know, shut them out. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't spoil our alert. So, but if you're... no, but I, I think that it's tough to be a bug is a fun thing to go on. We took all my whole family on there, so my three year old was in there. Yeah. I don't know if she'd go back. Oh, it's terrible. But <laughs> um, it's fun. I, I would suggest that you go do it. It's a different kind of experience. And uh, if you hate bugs, then maybe you can go play in the boneyard. <laughs> wow. I could see boys liking it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I don't girl, know. Yeah, girls too. I guess that was but, kind of, I shouldn't have said that. Well, but, no, I mean, it's, it, it is, a, it is a boy thing. If you've got yeah. boys that love bugs, but if you've got girls that love bugs, you can do that too. Yeah. It's uh it's one of those 3D movies that has, um, husbands take your wives in there and be like, it's really cute. Oh. All, the, all the little bugs wear little hats and they all have smiley faces. False. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Then you're going to need to buy her something nice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you walk through Discovery Island, you can shop, you can eat there, and then you're going to skip back over to the bottom left part of the map, if you're looking at a map with us, and that is Pandora, the world of Avatar. And this is where we have two main attractions that really kind of leveled up Disney World when it came to what they were offering their people as far as technology and how they interact with it. Yeah, and it's really interesting. So when they first created Animal Kingdom, um, if you look at some of the older logos, there's a dragon on it as well. And so it wanted to be not just regular animals, but the beastly kingdom as well. So some fantasy with unicorns and dragons and those kinds of things. So um, that kind of was scrapped when they opened the park. And so now that they've opened Pandora, it's kind of going back to that original plan of having the world, the fictional world of Avatar that is just another land. And they... It's I I can't even explain how amazing and I've seen Avatar. I'm not really a sci-fi person, so it was just it was kind of cool. But it's beautiful whether to, you know the Avatar oh reference. Gosh. Pandora is beautiful. I've never seen it at night. So at night, it is the the sidewalk sparkle like it is unreal what they have done to this land. Is and it bioluminescence or is that something else? It sounds good. <laughs> But yeah. they have the mountains are literally floating. Like it's 
it's just I can't I can't speak highly enough about mm-hmm. this land. It is just so beautiful with the flowers and the landscape. And have you done the Navi River journey? We have. Yeah. So tell us about that is one of the two main attractions there. Tell us about the Navi River journey. It's more Erica speed. Mm-hmm. So it is a slow moving boat ride that tells the story of Avatar. So you're going to see um, the different avatars with the um, I forgot what her name is, but it, she's doing a drum and it has mm-hmm. the animatronics and it's has the the jellyfish that kind of float down and it's just really really beautiful the music that it's set to is really lovely so it's a it's a really good slow moving boat ride that kind of tells the story of avatar and then the other main attraction there is the flight of passage and if you are familiar with avatar you know that one of the things that they do in the movie is they fly on these banshees and the idea of flight of passage is that you get to go fly on a banshee. If you have experienced Soren in Epcot, it's that on steroids. No, it's that on a banshee. Yeah. <laughs> forget, forget the steroids. That is, uh, it, it is, it is so breathtaking to experience the ride that they have set up. That where you you get on the the ride is set up so that you sit on what looks like. A road bike or a motorcycle mm-hmm. or something, and you're you, you're you're put into this thing, and you wear the 3D glasses, and the screen opens up, and you are surrounded by the largest Omnimax mm-hmm. l- level screen that you've ever seen. It's all around you, and then the thing that you're on moves in ways that make you feel like you're with the 3D component mm-hmm. that you're flying through the land of Avatar, and it's exciting. And there are other things that are elemental to it that make you experience it in more than just a see mm-hmm. kind of way. There are other senses that they tap into that make it immersive for you. And when, when the first time I wrote it and I got off of it, I wrote it by myself because my husband and I were there. And so we had to ride or swap it. I couldn't believe it. Like I, the, the, the exit from the time you get off of this ride Till the time you get can you've got to walk and wind through everything in order to get back to where your family is or to get off the attraction completely. I was I was asking myself what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> like what did I just experience? I have never experienced anything like that in my life before. Mm-hmm. It 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 blew my mind. And then I went to tell my husband, and I said he he goes how was it. Because everybody hypes it up. Like, yeah. everybody says the things that I say. How is it? I'm like, I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't. I said, in a way, in a way, and I, I'm a Christian person, so I don't mean to conflate these two things. But in a way, there's a spiritual element mm-hmm. to it to be able. You feel like you're flying mm-hmm. and you're seeing this this world in a way that you've never seen it before. I don't know how Disney does it, but it's like you flew. Yeah. And it takes your breath away. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me that Disney right now is working on things that are going to make that seem like it's no big deal. Yeah. Really, it blows it blows my mind. That's what's so exciting. And I think people, and I'm sure they say this to you too, that why do you keep going back to Disney? What, yeah, haven't you seen everything? And it's like, other than just the magic of it, that they are always coming out with new things. There's always something new to see, or there's a new attraction, or a new ride, or a new experience. And so just going back to not only see your classic favorites that they do very well preserving, but seeing these... I mean, I don't even... 
know what is Tron is going to be like. I mean, mm-hmm. Tron is going to, I think it's going to make Flight of Passage look like, yeah, it's a small world. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way that their Imagineers work and the way that their brains work. It's just it's and remarkable. Rise of the Resistance is the second yeah. ride open that has just opened up in Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios. And it's the premier ride, I would say now, on property. I was going to say... Yeah. It's definitely the premier ride in Galaxy's Edge. It's definitely the premier ride at Hollywood Studios. And I don't think they have anything else that tops that right now at Disney World. And I've been watching YouTube videos of it and and watching people's reactions to the experience who go to Disney professionally. They, Mm -hmm. They go there. That's what they do. They create the content. And their minds are blown. Yeah. So I'm just, I can't wait to go experience that. Uh, hopefully here at the end of January into so February. So Allison, who owns uh, Magic Expeditions, her and her family just got back, and her husband and her son are like diehard Star Wars fans. So the, while they were there, I'm like, did you guys go on it yet? Like, I want, I just, I wanted to experience it through them because yeah. they like live it, and, and you trust, so you trust their reaction, yeah. and I do. And so she was giving um, all of us on the team some tips and tricks because they got there. I think she said they got there at five thirty in the morning, and as they got there, they were putting the sign out that there were no more boarding groups available so if you're listening to this and you have a trip planned in the next couple weeks shoot us a message we can give you some tips and tricks of how to get a boarding group for are the best opportunity so did they get to ride they got to ride oh, and she posted a video of it and she's like i don't want it because she didn't want to spoil it but um her little son who i just he's just so cute when i met him he was wearing a thor costume and he didn't introduce his name he goes hi i'm thor and uh-huh. so it's just he's just he's so cute and you could just she panned the picture and you saw his sweet little face just like I mean, he was living it. Like, yeah. it was something. Like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It's just, it's mind-blowing what this ride has done. And I'm not a Star Wars fan. And mm-hmm. I am so excited to see this. Yeah. Well, that is uh, a conversation we'll continue for another time. You've been listening to the Pixie Podcast here, a Saturday edition of the Annie Fry Show podcast. And a reminder that we will potentially be moving this to its own podcast soon where we can add additional content for you to take in if you enjoy the Disney conversation. So if you are here for a regular podcast, which you normally get from the Annie Fry Show weekdays, noon to three on 97.1 FM Talk, we thank you for sticking around to listen to this. You've been listening to the uh, overview of Animal Kingdom. Please consider going back and listening to the episodes that we have done on Magic Kingdom, Epcot, also Hollywood Studios, and the other few Disney World episodes that we have done. We're grateful that you're here. You're here. Subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and we will talk to you again soon one more time the website where people can contact you magicexpeditions.com and reach out to erica murphy erica with a k and the website or the email erica with a k Mm -hmm. at magicexpeditions.com all right thanks for listening we'll be back again next week why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion 